0: Wrestling Den, you are the Wrestling Denazan, and I'm your host as always, Macho Man Ricky Savage. Yeah, and with me, introducing my co-host Nikolai Jerkov. Yeah,
1: Nikolai, a little less jerk off this week because of new, <laughs> new, equipment. new
0: new equipment, new camera, new microphone. I was gonna Should say that to... that's actually the big announcement. I wrote down big announcements, and what it was was that my man over here got himself a new camera. A new microphone. We tested it out. We made sure. Yeah, that's the one thing I always got to remember if I'm pointing this way. Like, right is wrong. Wrong is right. <laughs> right so, right. yes. I, I forget that you're always going to be on this side. I'm always on this side. So just know daddy's right. right here. And also, I forgot. I introduced my co-host, but I forgot to mention his miss. Liz, as always. Yeah. Big gold. What do they say? Ten pounds? It kind of feels like that, even for a replica. It's pretty huge. That's what
1: she said. Does that feel like that dump you took earlier? 10 pounds?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut into it. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a good, that was a good say. I, l- I like it. But um, if you want, make sure. Tonight, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's it's a lot of good stuff. Obviously, you as a wrestling fan have seen it all. So we're going to talk about it all. Uh, I was actually absent as of last week, I had to go to the dentist. He massacred my mouth, and I think it was do- Dr. Keith himself because I'm definitely feeling it. But, question, um, question, yes,
1: was your dentist appointment at, like what time was it at?
0: It was, um, I did it ear- earlier in the morning. They oh, fit me in for okay. nine.
1: You know what the best time to do a dentist appointment is? Uh,
0: like two days or three days before, so that way you can heal up and you don't have to worry about skipping broadcast. No, 2.30. It wasn't a Paul Walker joke, so I'm going to leave it alone. I'll take it. I should I sh- I should. have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming. That was a swerve. Anyways, make sure you go follow all this zany wackiness. As always, please, we are on Facebook at The Wrestling Den and on Twitter at Wrestling Den TM. We are live on Rhode Island Broadcasting, YouTube, and Sports Unfolded every Thursday sometime around 7 p.m. We may make it. Who knows? Be sure to also follow our gracious host, Eric and Ron, at Sport Unfolded on Facebook and at Twitter, at Sport Unfolded. And if you don't want to stare at ugly mugs, then you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. But no matter what, you don't want to miss out on the action. So, again, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Speaking of which, first thing on my mind, CM Punk. It's on everybody's mind, right? Guys wearing the shirt, CM Punk. The best in the world at what he does. That's Chris Jericho. But CM Punk, okay, I think, I think the biggest shock factor of CM Punk returning was the fact that it was questionable because the fact that he's been so adamant about not returning to the professional wrestling world. And then all of a sudden, as I had talked about previously on the last few podcasts, that you know they're talking about him coming out in, on Rampage last Friday. And that was a speculation that he'd be in the United Standard. Now, I said CM Punk wouldn't make his debut to All Out. That was my guess because I figured that would be hold out on the biggest like debut of a guy who has been out of wrestling for seven years. Sorry, out of the professional wrestling world since August 13th, 2005, but out of professional wrestling since 2014, sports entertainment. Okay, so being right, out of the right. WWE since 2014, but being out of the professional wrestling world since 2005. All right, so he's been pretty adamant, and I said to myself, what better way to have CM Punk make a return like that? than at all out their biggest pay-per-view. I technically wasn't wrong. I technically wasn't. His wrestling debut is at all out. Right, right. I to me, it went uh for concluded that, you know, I felt personally that they squandered the potential of that debut by having him debut at Rampage. But now I'm actually questioning myself on that because I feel like it was actually the best ultimate time because you don't want to see him just come out and do a random match with Darby for no reason. The fact that he did it and came out and presented himself is giving him the ample opportunity to be able to, because the big thing is that debut, that wrestling in-ring debut is going to be still the biggest thing you want to see. Another
1: bigger thing. Right. Yeah. You're saying like him coming out, talking, being on TV for the first time, being in a wrestling ring. That's the one you're like, okay, that's one thing, you know, too much of a good thing can also, you know, hurt you. It's kind of like when someone returns on pay-per-view and the crowd pops and it's great. And then suddenly they challenge the, for the women's title and win it in 22 seconds. Like that's, just a little too much all at once, wouldn't you say?
0: I know. I, I, I'm going to ask, but I shouldn't have to ask because the fact that you said that. So I'm assuming you watch SummerSlam. And because it's one of our ritual ones, Royal Rumble is kind of like something we watch. But it's mainly – me and you have always watched WrestleMania and and, and SummerSlam. So right. it's no surprise. The, Royal, the
1: Rumble you have to watch. It, it, the, watching the Royal Rumble is like watching the two-month early pre-show for WrestleMania. That's how it always is. The Rumble is always like – you know as soon as you watch that, it's WrestleMania time.
0: I think the cool thing for us, though, tradition-wise, our tradition is WrestleMania when I come out and visit, SummerSlam when I come out and visit. We watch them both. No matter what, even though like ever, most you ever
1: noticed we get more enjoyment out of the Summer Slams than we do the. the we, we really
0: do. We really do. <laughs> like I remember, like like Mandy on the like the shoulders of Brock Lesnar, dude, and just like the whole thing. Mm. And we're hanging out with Alex. Like now, that's the one where
1: Brock beat up Orton, right? The one where Brock beat up Cena. We were all there watching it together. LJ was there, and Gray mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Yeah, the one where we went over to Alex Cunningham's house and watched. The Orton one that was with the Brock Lesnar cutout and all that.
0: Yep, which is funny because like uh, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get deeper into that about Brock Lesnar because there's a lot to talk about with Brock too. But what? Oh, no, I'm just. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I jumped on at the last second. Today's been a day of like I've been like very simplistic at work. Like I'm walking with a box of great stuff, foam insulation, and I have no were apron d- on. At were, this you d- d-
1: were you dressed like that at work, minus the yes. orange
0: apron? Oh, so yeah, so you you were. Uh... Dressed well, like
1: I was car, you. Wait, hold on, so you were dressed like Carlito Caribbean tool.
0: I was dressed like Carlito Caribbean tool. <laughs>
1: Sounds good. You spit in the face of people who don't people who don't want to rent tools. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I spit in the
0: face of people who don't want to rent tools. This guy gets the pop of the night, dude, because okay, he got me, dude. That was a stone cold moment. <laughs> dude, he got me. <laughs> but like, I'm walking there. I got like this insulation stuff, like, and I'm, and I'm about to go fill a hole. And, and it put all this stuff in and I got no apron on and some customer sees me and like, like – because I was I was inc- incognito. So I'm going down there, right? And this customer sees me. He's like, oh, I'm going to go fill some holes. I was like, how would you know? He's like, I could just tell because I had like a whole bunch of them. And I'm thinking in my mind – you tell him you're on, on your way to visit his mom? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Uh, oh, me? yeah, man. But me just being incognito and I'm walking here and now I'm not thinking because I'm thinking I got to go fill a hole. I'm like, how does this customer know about Home, Home Depot lingo? How do you know about this kind of stuff? I'm thinking this guy's a genius. And I, you know, I, I made my little pass and then I walked down the hardware aisle and I'm like, I'm thinking as soon as I got there, I'm like this guy thought I was a contractor. and I was like literally going to go fill holes with this. Like I, I had like 10 cans of like great stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was focused on the fact that I thought this guy was thinking I was going to go do my job and he knew exactly what I was doing. That's right, the kind of moment I just the, had now.
1: The, the truth of the matter is he just knows you're an Arch Bushman and you were going to fill out someone like a job
0: application. <laughs> you
1: know. That's so a whole astray. that's a whole different
0: job. Someone's mom or Miss Liz herself. Yeah. This is a pretty big hole to fill. I don't think you can fill these shoes, bud.
1: All you gotta do is wrap the belt around your waist and snap it on, Rick, to fill that hole. If I
0: if I could, I would. But honestly, it just goes around the shoulder for reasons. Being it just looks that much cooler. So do you, so yeah, we, do you ever see? Do you ever see sorry, everybody come out anymore wearing the belt around their waist? It's always like,
1: I do some people.
0: Yeah, I think the more traditional wrestlers, honestly. But anyway,s right. get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Getting back to the subject at hand, CM Punk. Oh, no, wait,
1: no, no, that's what I was gonna ask you. CM Punk is where we're gonna start, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the subject. So you started the Dynamite promo and some of the things that he said, you know, in particular, something you referenced earlier, which was how he left professional wrestling when he left Ring of Honor with tears in his eyes and then, you know, flash forward all this time and now he's back in a professional wrestling ring in AEW. And, you know, something that's very telling was that line, of course, but then also him saying like, you know, for anyone who disagreed with his decisions because a lot of us have probably questioned you know the things that he's done going back on in wwe television and and being part of their broadcast team to for the you know i think it was like a fox thing it wasn't necessarily a wwe thing but um he said that anyone who disagreed with his decisions you know they need to just understand that he wasn't ever going to get better like mentally or spiritually or anything like that, going back to the same place that got I mean, him sick, sick. At first. Yeah. I was just like, Whoa, dude, that is uh-huh. very, it's dude, very it, raw, very, very interpersonal for him to say that. I thought that.
0: And was he amazing. was, and that's the thing about CM Punk is that he's never really played a character. Like, like he's playing more than he actually tells. I think he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, much like other wrestlers like Christian. While he wasn't, wasn't he's not really, he means something, like, even though he's, portraying himself as CM Punk and not Phil Brooks I think as as Phil Brooks he's always made a little bit of truth if not most of everything that what he's saying has been truthful because that's what really gave some of the punk uh the fire that was underneath it was that it was a man who was disgruntled about what was going on in backstage affairs and though they turned into a storyline it there's truth to it just like how scott hall like had battled his addictions and they use it on wcw but just not in the same right bad, not a not, a,
1: not in a stupid way yeah. um anyway <laughs> it, 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 what's but, interesting what's interesting about that too uh like to your point is you know the be- jim Cornette says it is that like the best things in wrestling are things that you can believe yes there's over the top antics there's there's things that happen that you have to suspend disbelief but if you believe in the person and what they do, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, for instance, if you believe he's the anti-hero and you believe he's the the blue-collar guy and you believe he's against Vince McMahon and against you know the corporate system, then and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in general, you can believe that's who he is turned up to eleven. And to me, those are the most that those are the best things in wrestling are the things you can believe. And and see a punk up to eleven is something that you know people can believe.
0: So. And, then, and I think that's the thing, too, um, to, to, to tack on this, to Stone Cold. So the infamous mic drop, you know, he sits down, he talks about Cole Cabana, and he's wearing a Stone Cold T-shirt. Well, he went in the back and says none of his merchandise is back there. The only thing he could grab, first thing he grabbed, Stone Cold T-shirt. And it wasn't even, like, mm-hmm. planned. It was just, like, boom, he had it, put it on, came out and did the promo. And it just, like, it couldn't have been more fitting of a situation. Like, if, right. if, if, it was, if something wasn't planned, if that, if that wasn't planned at all, like, nobody said, hey, go wear a Stone Cold t-shirt. This is your Stone Cold moment. Like, if he just happened to grab, first thing he saw was a Stone Cold shirt, grab it, put it on. Well, guess what? Yeah. Unintentional Stone Cold moment. That, yeah, and that's poetic, too. It, that And the pipe bomb, you know,
1: is comparative to a, a promo lighting. I can't believe setup. I said mic
0: drop. That's just where my mind is. Right. But, yeah, the pipe bomb. Okay. Either the way. pipe bomb.
1: The, with the pipe bomb promo, uh, you know people kind of uh, relate that to the same thing, like when Austin did the Austin three sixteen promo. It's like a point in time in wrestling. Someone comes on the mic, says something, and then you can see
0: this noticeable change and this rising action, pr- you know, proceeding and, afterwards. And you can relate those to that. I think that's why that match was so sought out. With Stone Cold being like, you know, the bear drinking, like the Steve Weisers, and CM Punk being the complete opposite. But both guys had like like purpose to their meeting. Like both guys have been treated. To a certain point where they were finally mm-hmm. pissed off, to the point where right. when they did their promo, like it was just all emotion and and it was real. So like, if you talk about a match made in heaven, modern day wrestler versus a wrestler from the past, Stone Cold versus CM Punk is the biggest thing to never happen.
1: Yeah, that, well, like, that's why that 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 uh, remember that presser thing with Jr. Uh, when he's sitting between Punk and Austin when they're in oh the yeah WWE WWE thirteen yeah yeah and like. <laughs> No, and, dude, it's so contentious because both of them are, like, in character, you know, and both of them are like, oh, I guess we'd see what would happen. You know, uh-huh. and of course, Austin's all – he's all pumped. He's like, I'll drop you on that stack of dimes. You call neck bar. Like, you know, and <laughs> then Punk's not going to back down. And so Jr. sitting there like
0: hmm. – Dude, they even did that, yeah. like, what when they were backstage when they were promoting the other game. Like, when he got – like, when he was back there and he was talking to Stone Cold and he was going, what? And, like, that. just every interaction that they've had – being a little bit in character like there's truth to it and then there's like it's just you felt that it was there that's what i feel like it was building those two moments alone that they had those two interactions it was like dude if something actually comes out of this it would be like the greatest thing i actually see the greatest thing that you could possibly watch
1: the the issue like that's the thing about dream matches and if if Father Time wasn't in Rock and Cena you know,
0: and CM Punk and Stone in, Cold in would a, have been the perfect threat. moment.
1: Well, Rock and Cena did happen because you know it twice. The once in
0: a lifetime that happened twice, and then a the tag Tw- team match as well. Twice
1: in twice in a lifetime.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, you know, what's funny is all, a lot of that stuff happened during Punk's rise and stuff, and it's something they didn't plan for. They did the first match. Um, uh, what is that? That's the year Punk went up against Jericho, I think. 2011. At the WrestleMania where where the first the once in a lifetime happens, and then all that stuff happens with Punk. Then uh, by the time you get to the next WrestleMania, you know they they kind of pushed him out of the storyline with the Rock and and uh, Cena, and he goes up against the Undertaker. And that you know that and that was great in and of itself. And you know, I do you kinda, think that he should have ended his streak? That's what I was gonna say. We've kind of debated and tossed this around. I think that punk should have been the champion going into the match because for mm-hmm. me the a streak versus streak would have been better the longest reigning wwe champion in the modern versus. era versus the streak at wrestlemania would have been better than like why does the rock and cena need the title for twice in a lifetime who gives
0: a crap to, to to answer that,
1: that's the nicest way i could say it. who cares at all about that why, exactly. why does The Rock and Cena need the belt? Uh, they, Punk, they, they didn't need the belt. Actually, that's the thing. They didn't and, and even Punk need the belt. Did, Punk didn't need the belt either, but he just happened to have the belt. You see, yes. he was the champion. He was the heel champion going. It would have just stacked
0: the cards a little bit higher rather than right. just losing no, and, and 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 to and Royal if Rumble. Punk, and,
1: if Punk came out of Royal Rumble with that win over The Rock, and then going in to face Undertaker, he could be like, he could very well talk about how, oh, you know, he conquered the Great One. He, all these these uh, wrestlers from yesteryear, this this attitude era that everyone, you know, fondly remembers is the best time in wrestling with the best wrestlers and the best this and that would have you. Well, well, The Rock isn't the best. I'm the best. And then he could have brought it right into, oh, I'm going to slay yet another dragon from uh, yesteryear. At that the point, Undertaker then
0: you put yourself in the tough made. shoes. Because at this point, Undertaker was looking to get out of WrestleMania or get out of WWE and, and have that match. He was looking, he was chasing the dragon. He started chasing the dragon around this point. Actually, yeah. this is even before that, because when Sean retired and then Triple H, but he was in the in the middle trying to chase the dragon. At that yeah. point, you, I felt that Undertaker deserved to win it because I didn't see him losing the streak. Like as much right. as I wanted to see Punk to win it, there was that suspension of disbelief, right. but then it kind of brought me back to reality, like. Undertaker's going to win. So So
1: compromise, compromise, let Punk go in with the belt, but
0: but, let Undertaker win. That's the problem. But that's the problem. But that's the problem. That's why I think it didn't work out with the belt because Undertaker can't be the champion because he wasn't meant to be there after WrestleMania. He was meant to take off and do his recuperation and and do whatever he needed to do to get ready for the next big one. You know, because he wasn't. This is him being part time. You know, Undertaker leaves after he wins, and then it's like you don't see him for a while, and then he shows up mysteriously. Like this was all because Paul Bearer died, and C. M. Punk took advantage of that for the storyline that you know would get to Undertaker. So it was about vengeance for Undertaker to to you know, okay. pretty much pay yeah. respects to Paul Bearer. So if he if he's going to win and he wins the belt, then this means this man has to stick around until he loses the belt. So they couldn't well, do that.
1: Well, I have uh, I have I have something too. So so, imagine Taker beats Punk. And you go, okay, The Undertaker wins. He, he poses with the belt at the end. Money Punk in the loses, Bank. Loses the title. No, say so the next pay-per-view or the next big thing that's going on for that, why don't you have uh, Punk the challenge – ch- No, have, have him challenge Undertaker too, like a Buried Alive, something stupid like that. No, I'm following you, but I just no, – but, but, the but then he says – you know, oh, I'm gonna bury you alive, Taker, and I'm gonna bury your career, and I'm gonna send you to go meet to see Paul Bear. Like,
0: boom, and there you go. Like, and then it was the like, belt back, and then he would have been the you know two-time WWE champion. And, but and
1: three, three, because he actually won it, lost well, it to Alberto. Oh, well, yeah, Benito, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and, that's and yeah, won it back.
0: three. That's right, because that was a whole. It was the belt exchange. when he first won it. He didn't get to hold on to it, and then he finally won it again. So the second, it's the second reign that ended up being the longest reign. I, I the first reign. Say,
1: on this CM Punk return, like the crowd was was uh, you know fire for it. Obviously, he was emotional. The crowd was emotional. There's that guy that people have been talking about, you know, yeah, crying and stuff. And, and and I wasn't like brought to tears, but I knew that this was something special. I knew this was something important. And you know, one of the biggest uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure I referenced on here, if you hadn't seen it, did you see that Kevin Nash tweet? No. Did you see the Kevin Nash tweet? So Punk comes out and then Nash tweets, OMG, CM Punk, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL.
0: Yes, that's – okay, I didn't see it, but that's awesome that's on really Kevin funny. Nash to see to yeah. a Punk's little Jeff, sister. Chef's kiss. kiss dude. Yeah, dude, like Kevin Nash, <laughs> I thought he was. Yo, that's, that's one point for the good guys. Dude, Kevin Nash finally, after all these years, dude, Big Daddy Diesel I got him hot. back got in right, back right. dude he, no he waited he waited <laughs> seven and a half was t- to, 10
1: to 12 years waiting for it you know
0: that there's always a good storyline in wrestling dude that was the long-awaited Kevin right. Nash rebuttal but no that's what's it,
1: it, gonna happen at uh, all what is it all out or all in I can't remember all out is it this time? All Out, yeah. Okay, so Nash is going to show up in Powerbomb Punk. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's going to dye his hair black because they didn't want it, right. didn't want it white. And, uh-uh. and WWE he wanted to keep him nice and dark. But to uh, talk about what's happening in chat, uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves with CM Punk becoming champion in AEW anytime soon, um, it is clear in his intentions when he made his promo, he's here to work for the with the younger talent. And I think um, another person I'm going to be talking about, what well, we're going to be talking about later, um daniel Bryan, brian danielson the, the potential AEW, um you know I, as much as you want to see these guys become AEW aw champion will it happen we can never say for sure but i know that as far as his intentions go he made it very clear that his his reason for being here is is like unfortunately for wwe and how it worked out cm punk was in the position that these guys are in now where these guys have been here they've been you know they this is their home and here comes this guy, much like Roman Reigns and your John Cena's and your Brock Lesnar's coming in and just stomp all over these guys. CM Punk is not going to do that. AEW, I, I'm actually going to give them kudos because the big thing that I'm excited about AEW is that I've been contemplating this for a while since we've been doing these podcasts. I haven't really given much thought to AEW. I kind of like gave them more so an afterthought, and that's why just recently in the last few podcasts have they been talked about. And they deserve to be talked about more. But unfortunately, being a fan at that point, I was mentally checked out. And I mean this. I mentally checked out when CM Punk lost and he walked away and he called it quits. And and that was me. As a wrestling fan, I walked away when CM Punk did. I stayed around with this guy just long enough to see Daniel Bryan get the same fate that they're like, oh, well, we're just going to give it to Daniel Bryan instead since CM Punk's being a little baby. And they gave it to Daniel Bryan. But look what happened to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. They did the same thing to Daniel Bryan. And then we watched Daniel Bryan have to suffer a little bit longer until he had that that unfortunate injury and had to had to retire for a while. So while what that was the final straw for me, CM Punk was the the final straw. But Daniel Bryan being mistreated right after him, after Punk had just stated how he felt, and then Daniel Bryan was like, "Okay, well we're going to show that Punk is just you know he's a sore loser. Dude lost the title and he and he cried about it and, and you know he, wanted, he was he's going to get the match with Triple H, the big match instead of getting the match that he deserved. No. He walked away, so they gave it to Daniel O'Brien out of spite. And then look what they did to Daniel O'Brien, anyways. So that right. was when I mentally checked out of wrestling. And, and I haven't been back since until up until recent. With Edge's return and Edge more so going into money in the bank, I think honestly was the turning point for me as a wrestling fan that I started coming back because I was like, I want to see, I want to see Edge do everything that he wants to do. Um and I and I'm happy for him. And and I'm watching him with his money in the bank leading up into money in the bank. I was legitimately interested in what he was doing, like with Roman Reigns. like The, the match that the, the casuals want to see, that other people want to see, spear versus spear, which actually didn't really play out that way, which is a good thing because it's been overplayed. One guy like Bobby Lashley right, right. or Goldberg or Edge or Roman Reigns, they all have a spear. So we got to see like a million spears in this match, right? Or spear reversals. Like who's who's going to do it better? But it didn't matter. It was more so about Roman Reigns just doing all the punches. We'll get to that for, for uh, SummerSlam. But Money in the Bank was more so – Edge came out looking like a badass and was. Up until right. leading into that match, this man was on fire. And I knew right then and there, with him beating up the Usos and and, and beating up Roman and getting and, and getting advantage, like the advantage over early before money in the bank, I knew leading into money in the bank. He wasn't gonna win the match because you don't get that much star power, you don't get that much action, you don't get that much boom, he runs out and, right. and Roman Reigns doesn't cower, like get out of there and, and carry away. Like, no, he he throws um Jay to him and he gets spared. The next week he can't, there's nowhere to go. He gets him in the crossface with the, the broken part of the chair, and he's got him like, oh no, I'm gonna tap, like in the middle of the rain. It's like this is what you're gonna see at Money in the Bank. But as you know, as a wrestling fan, it's not going to be – in Money in the Bank, he's not going to win. He's not going to get the – that's all he – that's what he got. He got it beforehand, right. so because he got it beforehand in Money in the Bank, there's going to be some kind of way that he lost. And, of course, it was Seth Rollins, and it led yeah. up to Seth Rollins versus Edge. Hold on, though. With with that in
1: mind, there, there's kind of parallels. You draw a couple of parallels with that because you're like, okay, well, Edge is going to come in. Oh, it's so juicy, in. too.
0: There's a yeah, lot of Edge parallels. Is,
1: right. Well, you, Edge is going to come in and – you know, he's not gonna beat Roman because Roman's the biggest thing going and and like you said, some of the dynamics of that. But then flip over to AEW, just going back to that, that real quick, the the dynamic with Christian Kenny Omega it, which is something mm. we didn't touch on before we get to the punk thing. We have to also have to talk about that. Um, how Christian went in, had his match with Kenny Omega, and won the impact title.
0: No Pat McAfee. You're what I was saying, though. I think that the thing with Christian, too, is because so Adam Page had a child and he's not going to be at all out. So that's why Christian is in that match to begin with. And Christian returning and winning the Impact Championships from Kenny Omega. I think that's that's the thing, too. Guy comes in and he comes in and he's given this golden opportunity. Right. And then it's like some people are like, well, what the hell? Like Adam Page deserves it more. Christian's not winning the AEW championship. And and I'm going to put this on right now. If the man won both the impact titles, he's not going to win the AEW title too. He got the impact titles off of Kenny Omega because he's going to do stuff in in impact as well. We want to see Christian Cage in impact. That's where Christian Cage was made. Right, which is where
1: he was. Yeah, exactly.
0: So it makes perfect sense that he takes the impact title off of him then because Kenny Omega doesn't need all this drip going into all out. It's not going to affect him differently. Um, I think, if anything... It, it makes Christian look good in terms of he wins both the titles, so he looks strong against Kenny Omega. He beat Kenny Omega for the titles on Rampage. He gets them, but come all out, Kenny's going to retain. He just is, because the match that everybody wants to see for the AEW championship is Adam Page versus Kenny Omega, not Christian. And some people have been like um, going after Christian on Twitter and stuff like that, and just saying all this stuff about Christian, but it's just like if you think about it, Christian is, is is deserving of the title. Not that he should come in and squander these other guys' opportunities that have been here since AEW's opened its stores, but Christian in the in the indie world as a wrestler, like Christian Cage versus Christian, Christian is a guy who's gonna jump out to Randy Orton one more match. He's just WWE's flat like you know, flack and he's gonna and he's just gonna go in there to put on a good match, to get paid, and to lose. Christian Cage is the people's champ, dude. He's the peeps champ, dude. Coming into TNA proving that he could be a world heavyweight champion, building up the star that he is as Christian Cage. So coming back to the to the independent scene as Christian Cage, he's a different guy. When I hear Christian Cage, I think that's Christian Cage. That's the Christian that deserved to be Christian in, in WWE that never got the shot. So when I see Christian Cage return, I know it's a big thing because this is just like CM Punk returning to, to the independent scene, to AEW. This is CM Punk outside of WWE. It's a big thing. So Christian returning and, and coming to AEW instead is a very big thing to me, but I don't see him winning the championship. I see it being Adam page versus Kenny Omega. They just needed to do something in the meantime. So they had to do all out Christian cage, Kenny Omega. And that's why when he won the impact championships, I felt right then and there. And I, and I had a feeling he was going to win them. Cause once he, he challenged for those two, I was like, he'll win those, but he's not gonna win the big gold. The big gold is for Adam page, but he'll be there to at least put on an entertaining match. That's going to be just like how, um, Summer of Cena ended with Roman Reigns versus Cena at SummerSlam. Like, he's there to put on a great match, but he's not going to win, and you know he's not going to win because it doesn't make sense. It would not make sense for him to win the title. If he does, then I'm going to feel something different, and that's not anything against Christian. It's just, again, when you have new guys come in, and especially these former WWE guys. Right. You're saying
1: it's it's a waste when you have Adam Page on deck. Like, there's no reason for Christian to go over if, you know – Adam Page is is primed and ready to you know make this
0: big leap too. So I wish Christian Cage would do like a Johnny Cage like <laughs> type thing, but I mean he would have the character. But I feel like that's the thing Christian Cage Christian carries himself in a different demeanor when he's when he's Christian Cage, and 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 you, and you see it too. He comes out, he's serious, like he he's a strong baby face. Like this man is like. As, as Christian Cage, I never really see him in the heel m- mode. Like Christian can go heel, and that's what he did with the Randy Orton. They had to make him the like the, the the martyr, pretty much. Like they made him the bad guy, so that way when Randy Orton won, it made sense, you know. But like that's that's Christian, to be like oh like a whiny whiny little brat. I never get the gold. I want the gold. One more match. Like they turned him into the bad guy when it really it was Christian as Christian himself. He deserves the gold in WWE. So when I see Christian Cage, the ultimate babyface. You know, this guy's coming out and he's serious business, but he's respectful. And that's the thing about Christian Cage that I respect the most is that that character to me has been built up like a baby face. He comes out and he's a serious baby face and he means business because he's a serious dude and you should take him seriously. And that's the one thing WWE's never done is taking him seriously, and that's why I feel like he fits he fits so good in this scene. I want I like that he's in AEW. I want him in AEW. I want him in Impact because this is the place he deserves to be with Walkmore's. If this is how he goes out with his career, he deserves to go out on a, on a high note. Right. Helping helping younger talent just like Punk. And that's the same thing with Punk. Well, same thing well, with Brian that I feel. He'd gone back to
1: WWE. Did the Royal Rumble. Had his moment with Edge. You know what I'm saying? like It's like he's tying up loose
0: ends. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it does kind of feel like a – Because he didn't really get to do that when he, when, he, when he walked away after, the, after losing the World Heavyweight Championship. It was just kind of like – then he was backstage at like WWE. But you felt like – that dude didn't go out on a high note. This is this is right. his chasing the dragon, and you know, and he's doing it. So good for him to do this, because then he can do behind the scenes in AEW. But at least he gets to go out in proper terms, the way that he wants to go out, just like Edge. Like I, I feel about uh, feel about the same way with Edge. Like if Edge was to leave WWE and go to AEW, and they just reform one last time, Edge and Christian, dude, and then Jeff Hardy leaves too, and it's it's the Hardy Boys, it would be the perfect way for both those guys to go out. Dudley Boys, why, why not? If you all, right, dude, right. can you imagine right. how serendipitous all three of those guys coming to AEW, and they finish out their careers the best way possible, having one last TLC match to kind of just one last ride, and then all three of these teams just call it a day. You know what? It would be right. like the, the coolest thing for all of them. It would be the best way to go for all of them. Go out together, all of you, because you all three of those guys are what created what we have now, now as ladder matches, TLCs. like They innovated the game. They changed the game. For guys like Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels to to work on that and to what you see nowadays, these right. these callback which spots just, and everything.
1: Which is funny because like like you said, Jericho and Shawn um, is like Shawn
0: and and Scott Hall kind of brought the but ladder, the ladder match match to the next itself. level. And they they are the, the first uh, ones to to yeah, it's exactly yeah. they're the first ones to work on. Okay, this is what you can do with a ladder because nobody's just thinking, oh, this guy's is gonna jump off the top rope, take a ladder with him, and slam onto another guy, and they did it. And then it's like these guys took on, on and built on that to mm-hmm. the more extreme. And then it's like that's, that's – And then the it's all the, guy. guys, all the
1: younger guys who have been working on it since then kind of thing.
0: So um, 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 sports unfolded. I don't understand the reference.
1: The, the reference to the other waterfalls? guys. waterfalls?
0: Yeah. Michael Keaton. see
1: that – no, T, TLC is – oh, got it. Got it. I got ah, it. Ah, like I got, got you this time, baby.
0: Oh, I stopped short. Yeah, good so, for you. Um, but to – to, to cut back to all this, because like we, we do have a point and I don't wanna like CM Punk said, you know, he's got a lot to talk about. It's not gonna be tonight, just tonight. We got tonight, we got next week, we got the week after that. Like just like how he's he said be
1: around. Yeah.
0: Yes, we're gonna be around. We have a lot to talk about. CM Punk. I don't want to focus too much on him. We have so much more to talk about than CM Punk, but it's, it's just so hard because to to bring this all, wrap it back around, just one little final touch up. So again, what I was saying that led to all of this. And it all means something. All it is all connected is that I left the wrestling world when CM Punk left, and I became like I came back to the wrestling world. And I can't even say what would be more fitting time to become a wrestling fan if not now, or if not to return now. Like if you're just getting into wrestling, this is the best time to do it because CM Punk comes back, and and that's why I say I take back his all out thing being his first his first debut being all out because if you couldn't pick August thirteenth, two thousand twenty one, but it just happens to fall. For August, you know, instead of being August thirteenth, it's August twentieth. Was it August twentieth? Was Friday? Dude, I I am having a brain fog. It was August twentieth. Yeah, that's what I thought. For him to return August twentieth, sure, it's 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 seven days shy of when he left the professional wrestling world, but it's the best time to come back to the professional wrestling world. It was the most. It was it, all the stars were aligned for him. I saw it in his eyes. If it's a perfect world, August thirteenth, twenty twenty one would have been the day. Unfortunately, not a rampage, not a dynamite guess what rampage the 20th it's the next best thing right i mean technically right. he came out on dynamite but rampage being that that's the first rampage it made mm-hmm. more sense why not have cm punk be on the brand new show to get some some eyes onto the new show you know if he couldn't do it at all out why not get eyes on the newest show rampage and that's what he did right. i think it, that's why it worked out so great and that's why jim Cornette of all people who gets um for again with his opinions i don't agree with things that jim Cornette says in terms of his personal opinions things that he's gotten in trouble for. But people like to scrutinize Jim Cornette and they forget that he's a wrestling mind. And they say that, you know, he like, just like Jim Ross, that he's like living in, in, in this era, but living in a different era and he needs to keep his mouth shut. Jim Cornette is still a wrestling mind. And for, for him, though, he might say things that you might not agree with. There are things that he says that makes sense that you have to agree with. And one of those things is he could have cut on punk and said, this was stupid. He said it was the perfect thing for him to come yeah. back. He couldn't even think about anything else that would be he a would more perfecter, right? He said, "Yeah." He,
1: he said it like, "Oh, this is how I would have done it," and they, and they did it even better than that. He said, "the the best way he would have done it." They they did it a different way and it was better anyway. Like he, he had something complimentary to say, and there's nothing else that you know that you could say about it. I I also thought it was very interesting, like you were saying about bringing you back to the wrestling world uh, back in 2010 for the pipe bomb. I was watching wrestling a little bit and it was it was a little goofy and, and there was a. Uh, you know, uh, Ron Killens dressing up like you know, Confederate soldier and some other stuff that was going on The Rock came in into that tag match. But around that same time when when Punk does the pipe bomb promo, it not only brought my eyes back to the show trying to watch it on a weekly basis. <laughs> you you laughed at the chat. Yeah. I listened to you. I That's so fine. don't worry,
0: I'm listening to no, it's all, it's it's all these I'm just guys watching, over here i you
1: mark Um it, it's like he not only brought other eyes back to the show and I started watching on a weekly basis again for the first time in a long time, but I noticeably saw he raised the bar and raised the level of oh, everyone else hell. on the show. He raised hell. Yeah, he raised the bar for everyone else on the show. And so to me, that's what this promo felt like. Punk comes out, it's produced well, it's not overbooked, there's no no run-ins, there's no nothing, it doesn't seem it, it, Bush League, it doesn't seem out law as jim Cornette would say it, it they just did it very very straightforward and you know what i did also like when we flash forward here to this other promo on dynamite is having shivani come out old school wrestling interviewer old school wrestling announcer interviewing out, that was not directly um that it just was very classy very buttoned up very nicely done and very well produced and they know Punk's a big deal, so he does that. And then I think everyone in the locker room is going to know Punk's a big deal. So when someone legitimate comes around, now they're like, oh, this guy's legit. We need to raise our level of competition, raise our level of promo. With everyone else, I think AEW as a whole, will benefit from Punk being there, even if Punk never wrestled a match. Because just him being there and the eyeballs they're going to they're gonna have on the show— and as serious as Punk's taking his approach to it, I believe that will show everyone else how that's done. Not just a bunch of friends running around, shaking hands. You ever seen that picture of the two guys with their hands through their uh, unzipped <laughs> flies and they're, sh- and they're shaking hands? They're and shaking hands, yeah. That's what AEW is all the time to me with, with Omega and the Bucks and, and even Cody, who, again, like I told you, Cody's the only one who ever really takes himself seriously. Everyone else is kind of 69 and Don Callis and stuff. And so for me, I think that can only benefit. And it does parallel 2010 in the sense of I think Punk's going to raise the bar for everyone else. And I think that that can only benefit everyone in the company. So
0: I definitely agree. And when, when he did his pro- so his two promos that he's done so far, um, I want to scrutinize them. I'm not an analyst by any means. This show is not about being an analyst. We're just two guys that like wrestling and we like talking about it. Our opinions are our own. It doesn't mean anything that like what I say goes or what Nick says goes. So when I say that I'm looking at CM Punk and I'm scrutinizing what he's saying, it's because I take this in a level of importance of what he's saying and making sure that what we're getting is something fresh here and not just like a bitter man who's been gone for seven years and his first shot is to take at WWE. It wasn't like that, but you do get two things that are common denominators in these promos. It was the ice cream bars. It's the WWE, Mm -hmm. but without Mm saying WWE. And it's just like – one could see him as pot shots and that's funny that you talk about Ron Killens because of all people he saw it as a pot shot actually no sorry it wasn't it was R-Truth it was R-Truth R- T- 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 but R-Truth R- T- did too R-Truth oh, okay. and Booker T so Booker T talked about the ice cream bars in WWE and and he said something R-Truth saw a TikTok and was on there and talked about how him and Miz uh, like basically he never saw anything impressive of CM Punk like they beat like he talked about this thing and it was just it's just really distasteful because uh, here's guys that are taking an open pot shot. Of course, they have to
1: say that they are they work for the WWE. Despite all oh, the James shine slash in the, the world, <laughs> despite all the shine in the world for Ron for our truth and the Miz on WWE television, neither one of them can hold a candle to CM Punk, and and I think it, like of that's course, what I loved
0: about that is WWE that neither one of those guys like he his ego came out for the first time i've seen in probably about seven years because or sorry nine years because at this point we're talking like a three-year reign here with with cm punk but like the thing about like r-truth and the Miz was that they were only there to basically elevate and boost the cm punk john cena the whole as far as like the whole locker room that was trust and triple H she was coming in as co at the time like this whole thing was an angle to basically get these guys to kind of work together for a moment because it's all drama related but like Miss and R Truth's roles, if like you watched it then and you'll see it now, it was nothing really other of importance other than being a setup for the bigger picture. Like these guys were used that way, but were they they actually used in a way that put and elevated them after that to being champions after that, like WWE champion again? No, did not happen. R Truth, not WWE champion, but for him to discredit CM Punk, who was 8, able to become 8, like time, eight thousand times 24 7 champion. 24 right? 7 champion. Yeah. So stick to 24-7 because that's the only title you're gonna get right now, buddy. Right. Like right. I don't I, ceiling, want, I don't but I don't wanna cut I don't wanna cut on R truth because R truth has never talked anything bad about really anybody. He's like to me, he's the type of guy that has been around, he does the D, dude he has fun with it and the guys just enjoying his career and he's been around for many many years from WWF to now right. dude like i but the legend of k quick just with this longevity TikTok, the, the le- from k
1: quick to ron the truth but like to me it's, it's say less though with this tiktok like let, let punk get his shine you ain't got no, you don't need to say anything so like you said oh he doesn't say anything but then he opens his trap and it's like, well, I just don't get it, though, less. because
0: he he never does. But I feel like I just feel like that, like, you know, when you like have like that little bit of eagle brush, like a, a storyline that you were involved in the mist. Now, when you say those two names, like as if it like you guys were like the hot talent right there, like CM Punk could hold a candle to you. You guys were two lackeys that were like using a storyline that they were both bitter. And like that's why they were doing what they were doing in the WWE and like messing up everything and just coming out and taking over the show because they were being brats. And whether or not it was just for storyline, that's what their role was. So so the irony of it is that these guys were being brats in the ring coming out and, you know, we're here and we're going to attack superstars and then involved with the whole shield and everything. Like, these guys are just out here being crybabies, but you're going to sit here and then you're going to, like, use your ego to that, like you were something more than that, and then like take a pot shot at Punk. Like, he's just, you know, I never saw anything impressive about him, and he's just... He's just bitter. Okay. But like, dude, that's what obviously you guys were the thing, doing in the, the, the right.
1: Obviously, us as wrestling fans saw what was special about it. And that's why everyone's eyes are right now fixated on AEW. So I mean, Ron Killens can say whatever he wants, but his t shirts are too tight
0: too, Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> so But but that's so that's the thing to me is like I, I saw those and I was just kinda like, eh. And then I was I, just I did like,
1: think of something else, by the way, that I wanted to mention to you.
0: All right, about then the, I'll, wrap up the on, uh, I'll wrap about up. I'll wrap up my because it's, it's all it's all coming around because it's still about the promo. So to wrap up on that, like I found it like a little cheesy about the, the ice cream bars, but let's be real, like as a fan, dude, those are the things that you're gonna remember. And and you know what, I, I have not. There's nothing that I have against his promos at all. I I love them. I like I'm interested. I'm invested. I'm hyped. Like I have these potential thoughts about what's gonna happen in the future, whether mm-hmm. or not they come true. How they should have done his promo. Like I thought that him and Daniel Bryan. I thought it would been sweet if, 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 if Daniel Bryan came out and he, he said he was the best in the world and he came out first. That he he got into wrestling first. But with them being around Chicago, it makes more sense to have CM Punk. I'm not going to change right. history. But to me, when I thought about it and I thought about these two, these last coming weeks, I thought about, man, Brian Danielson coming back it would be perfect. Punk coming back to be at that time was bigger than that. It was more monumental because right. it's a guy coming back from seven years. But honestly, I'm going to say this right now, both of these men, no matter what, how the cards are played out, both their pops are going to probably be the biggest pop that's ever recorded. Because here's here's what I have to say about Daniel Bryan with the with the promos though with Punk just to wrap it up, so that way you can get your thinking about Punk. I want mm-hmm. I definitely want to get on Daniel Bryan. I'm I'm chomping at the I'm chomping at the bit to get on Daniel Bryan because this is all connected. But mm-hmm. Punk's promos, I just saw like a little tiny bit of cheesiness there, but I let it go because it's just something that's like you know what. For a guy who wasn't in the ring for seven years to sit there and do a promo, he was worried, and that's what he even said in the ring, that he was worried about like you know what he was going to say. It's like, this is a guy that you just handed the bicycle after not riding it for seven years, and he's a natural. So if you don't think that he's going to, like, okay, you put him in a, in a UFC ring, he's probably not going to do so good. But you put him in a wrestling ring, sure, he's a little rusty. Some things might not be the same. He might go for his his um, shining wizard into the turnbuckle, and he might overgo a little bit and then come back for the bullet. Like there might be, like, these little botches or whatever. But trust me, when that ring rust is off, this dude is going to be right where he was when he when he walked away from the, the right, sports right. entertainment world. You know, this is a guy who he doesn't skip a beat when it comes to just talking on a microphone. Imagine what he's going to do in the ring because that was his big thing about how he shines. What he says on the mic is dangerous. That's why it was a pipe it's bomb. The battle, when, it's, yeah. when it's in his hands, it's a pipe bomb. But he also is a, is a great wrestler too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say I'm not going to pump this guy up and say that punk – Has never had a bad match or hasn't had botches where it's like, oh, man. Like, he says he's the best in the world. It's his gimmick. Dude, he's the best in the world because of where he's at and how he's trained himself.
1: In that ring, on this microphone, even on commentary, no one can touch me.
0: Yeah, Exactly. That's what he means. And and, 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 and for for you to say, well, he's not the best wrestler in the world, like Kenny Omega is or or Will Ospreay is or Ricochet is. Like, dude, there's more – to being a professional wrestler than just the wrestling itself. You can be the most acrobatic guy in the ring, but you also have to tell a story when you're using those moves. And I'm not going to cut on any of those guys. I'm not deflating them, taking anything away from them. Right, but right. when people come for CM Punk and saying that he's not the best because he can't do like a double backflip, land on his knee and steer off Will Ospreay, and everybody's go like, ooh, like, right, right. Right. wrestling he is more than he that doesn't,
1: he doesn't need to do that type of thing and you think
0: harley race that? didn't do a backflip land on his knee and stare at anybody you want no he you punched didn't in the see face harley race
1: court. you didn't see harley race do that in the match with jyd at wrestlemania 3 i did, did backflip by, off. by the way
0: steve punk's got new tattoos and one of them is a tribute to harley race so, so like i said it's all connected
1: uh, a couple things a couple things about that
0: um yeah. i did see uh,
1: t- about talking and how important it is i was watching um the the attitude era thing right after summer slam 2000 and edge and christian win the tlc match and they come out it's and they want to shake way. hands with the hardy boys because they, they're in greensboro north carolina and um then they call the hardy boys out and they're like hometown guys but then the then these uh little people come out as i'm gonna say and the little people come out little 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 ladders little step ladders and this and that what and have you and then like Edge or, or it's like Christian goes, "Oh, what did you guys think about you know our 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 match at uh, SummerSlam?" And then he goes and holds the mic out, and then he takes it back. He goes, "Oh, you know you you do, you guys don't get to talk, just like the real Hardy boys don't ever get
0: to talk." And I
1: was like, <laughs> "Oh, got him, dude!"
0: Just, that, that's and, why I like uh, Edge and Chris. Like I didn't like them winning when like when they won, but again, when we talked about it, the Ultimate opportunist, when we talked about the tag teams, like, dude. Seriously, the Hardy Boys were not meant to be on a microphone. Like they were there to entertain you with the moves. Say with the Dudleys, like they're there to put you through a table with a 3D edge and Christian were no, the entertaining the Deadlies, ones on the, the
1: microphone. The Dudleys could promo for sure. The Dudleys could get
0: Yeah, but to but if you're gonna put to all three of those teams, killer yes, but who who's gonna win it in terms of the battle? Like the they could go, and don't get me wrong. So can well, the, the Mike. It's
1: going to be Edge and Christian. Edging. It's
0: going to be Edge and Christian. Yeah. So that was like their big thing, again, being the ultimate opportunist. You got the guys that are doing the moves, and then you got the guys who can also do the moves. But their moves were too cool because they were on the microphone, and that was their moves, dude. They were spit facts.
1: Right. With the, the punk uh, promo, the little nuances about um, his stuff, I, I like He's like, oh, it's hot in here. You know, let me take my sweater off. Yeah, and and he dons the new shirt, hits him with that. They give out the ice cream bars. There was all these little things that he knows – you know these these att- this attention to detail. Some of the other details that people may have missed, though, was on his shoes. He was uh, sharpied in AC for potentially Adam Cole, and so that's one thing we had talked about before about a- Adam Cole going from uh, NXT over to AEW, and then on Dynamite here, Punk comes out and there's a BW on his shoes this week. So I just want to throw that out there. A BW it- or BY? Is as no, a B- byob, nope, it was bw, and so the, people are saying, Oh, Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole, he's he's like calling out to these guys without having to uh say it out loud. And the, the other cool thing I thought was, Yes, it could have been Bush League like if Punk comes out, like, remember when um, what's his name? What was the guy who was the Miz's like he, stand-in, his stunt double guy? Um, oh, um, Alex I- Riley, no, 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 no. Um, he was like the the scholar guy. Oh oh, was, oh oh oh! Uh, Damien Sandow was it? Damien Sandow. Remember when Damien yeah. Sandow came out on TNA and he cut that promo and he was slicing up the WWE and that was the the this heat. TNA did that like a thousand times where they came in and they said WWE sucks and da 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 da, da, da right. So, so Punk could have done that. Well, he went on Colt cap and said WWE sucks from the medical to Triple H to da da da. da all these guys suck, right? He could have done that. But you said, but and, and then even Booker T tried to imply, oh, that's what he did, that he that he came out and, and he was you know just burying him. But the truth but of the it. matter is that he wasn't. He he came out and he talked about him his choices and why he was there, not somewhere else. Yes, he had to reference it. Yes, he did. It's not a pot shot to speak the truth. Okay, a pot shot is a low blow, something that isn't that's kind of slanderous. No, Punk's not saying anything like that. He can say. On his own, that his mental health was suffering, and that he needed to get away from that. And he obviously did. He walked away from money. He walked away from the spotlight. He walked away from all of it, and he was gone for seven years to get himself right, so he could come back on his terms. And to on his me, terms. That's the that's the most. Valuable and, people thing. Like, so. and people like people
0: like that's the thing. Like so, we're here as as wrestling fans, and, I, and I'm getting tired of the whole WWE versus AEW tie. Like because right. we say stuff about certain things, does it just mean oh we're AEW guys? Whatever, like you got to remember, you're watching a product for as long as you are. And remember, a product like WWE that's been around for 40 years, we have been watching for at least 31 of my years, and for him, it's about the same. It's you know for him, him. Yeah, there you go. There's a guy over here too as well. He's just standing uh, there. He hasn't the talked, yeah, yeah. but. But that's what I mean. Like, as far as us for being thirty years, like we've watched thirty years of that product, and we still miss like the other ten before that. But we've watched thirty years of WWE, and and that's that's kind of what makes us fickle. Like like Daniel Bryan's. I love how this is all. Dude, this is one of the best podcasts, honestly, to me. This is why I've been waiting for tonight because there's so much to talk about. There's so much mm-hmm. to get off my chest that is just I've been waiting for tonight, and this is so great did because
1: you hear, did you hear that second promo when they're chanting yes. And he says no, that's what oh, I was getting at. Other guy, that's, that's the other guy's shtick, yeah.
0: That's what I was getting he's at. Like, that's, that's, that's the other that's guy's shtick. You're gonna have to be a little bit more patient. And to me, dude, <laughs> dude, to me, this is this is what I was talking about. So I wanted Daniel Bryan to come in first, right? And I wanted him to be on the well, best let's think in the about world. It
1: this way, if Brian, if Daniel Bryan wasn't coming in before Punk said that, he certainly
0: should now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If he was on okay. the fence. Okay. If he was on the fence, not. now he's not. So <laughs> this is the yeah. best start. If 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 he's if he's if he's, if he's all in. So now that we know that CM Punk is all in, if Daniel Bryan is all in, this is this this is the best part. So I I love these these hypotheticals, and this is this is the excitement as a wrestling fan that has been locked away for just as long as CM Punk has been gone. This guy, me, who I am right now, when I was given a wrestling podcast, I was handed a wrestling podcast when I stopped watching wrestling. Like I'm like, what am I gonna do besides talk about the good old days? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna do besides talk about the good old days when I do not watch wrestling anymore? And I'm out of it, but guess what? I'm all in, baby, and I'm not just saying that right, AEW. Right. I'm all in because, again, you're talking about common denominators here. So Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, if he comes in the AEW, and he better come in as Brian Danielson. I'm sure he will because this is where I, was, I I thought about it today. I had a conversation with my buddy Joey about it. We were talking about it, and I was like, originally, I wanted CM Punk to come in after Daniel Bryan because I felt CM Punk's debut. Would be bigger than Daniel Bryan's, but that's overshadowing another guy who's also, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit less because Punk left before Brian. But if you think oh. about it too, this is this uh, I, is. I want to make sure I squeeze in this this meme
1: too before uh, we forget to do this, like that one I sh- that I sent you, the Donkey I make sure I show it. Oh, I that I show one!
0: Everyone here too. So Kenny Omega right now is Woody. It's same fucking <laughs> lighter, dude. He's the next best thing.
1: He's the ne- he's the shiny new toy, dude. And like Omega. I, they, of course, they have that pumpkin come in somewhere like with a Darby Allen thing, you know, and he can't jump straight to the belt. That's what TNA used to do that I thought was a mistake as well. They'd bring in a guy, and then like within a month and a half, he was facing Jeff Jarrett for the belt. So to me, mm-hmm. that was uh that was, you know. A mistake on their part. So hopefully with Punk they build it. They let him Winter Week because he doesn't need the belt. Who cares? Oh yeah, the
0: Con one. Yeah, it was so this like, meme like, I posted AEW on Tony We Love after Rampage. Yeah, you see the hearts that that, that mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone's got for him, and then obviously yep. the Star Trek Con Vince and Nick after SummerSlam and Takeover Con. con! Yep. So, so I posted <laughs> this on I I posted this on We Love Wrestling, and I got seventy six mm-hmm. likes on it. I just wanted to there throw that go. out there. That's how hot and fire that is. So going. No, no, I was just going to say, speaking of
1: returns before, because that's the thing, AEW, it's such a hot topic right now, but, uh, you know, WWE countered with their own returns as well at SummerSlam. And, you know, without talking about the whole pay-per-view or anything like that, um, you know, one of the big ones, which was a, a mistake I referenced earlier, in my opinion, the return wasn't a mistake, the return's great, but, you know, they, they like to do that in the women's division. They think that Becky and Charlotte are on this different level you know and then sasha and bailey's on the next level underneath that and then all the other women are just interchangeable as far as wv is concerned and that's why both becky the returning becky lynch beats uh bianca belair at SummerSlam for the women's championship and charlotte just like i predicted oh she can become the women's uh, that that uh what's her name uh uh what was the almost superhero chick can't oh, her Nikki name. A.S.H. Uh, yeah, Almost yeah, a yeah. Girl. And so you're like, okay, Nikki Cross, she's gonna become the champion. What I say the shelf life on that was before
0: Charlotte's the champ again, <laughs> which just makes me mad because when I saw this, like, okay, so I when I came into SummerSlam, like, I, that's the match I came in on. So, like, I didn't, I, I came in at 8 30 and I'm what I'm seeing this. It's Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley versus Nikki. And I was like, right. one
1: Charlotte's of these things win. is not like the other, yeah, For like, one, and then I'm just
0: like, yeah, it's Charlotte, Charlotte's gonna win. That's it. that's right and, and, I'm, yeah, like, yeah, and no, I'm like there's even, a wrap the there's a rap. There's a rap on your fan your okay, so there's a rap on your whole um uh, favoritism or, or WWE's uh fan servicing. Okay. They serviced you right. you were right. They gave you they, they gave you Nikki me? ASH They fan serviced you and they gave oh. you Nikki ASH or AS Yeah, ASH. Uh they gave you that. At least it's not it- at
1: least it's not S H I T, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, superhero in at training. Least he's not a superhero in training. They <laughs> but then they took it away from you. So this is the dude, see, this is why the I love that we are so natural about this because it brings up things that I want to talk about that I haven't yet that I'm holding like my cards are being shown to me before I can even get them because of you. Right, I right. love your I love your wrestling brain because it's everything that's lined up with what I want to talk know, my about.
1: My
0: wrestling brain. Yeah. My wrestling brain. So let me tell you. Smooth brain. <laughs> wrestling brain. I'm going to explode because of all, all this stuff is stuff that I've been talking about. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait for the podcast. It's all stuff that comes out. Right, right. No, no, and
1: there's, and, and here's the thing. Like, Daniel Bryan. Ago, do you remember a few weeks ago when we watched SummerSlam 91 and we were talking about, oh, this is like so great and we wish it could be this Stop way. it, dude. And, Stop it, dude. Okay, okay.
0: Right. Guess what? Guess what today is? Today is this day in wrestling is SummerSlam 91, <laughs> the match right, made in right. heaven, the match made in hell. What, right, I just wanted to pick it out.
1: Right. But to me, it was like we didn't have much to talk about. And then watching AEW was uh, um, it, kind of a slog. And then the thing that changed it, no joke, the thing that changed the trajectory of our interest in what we're talking about is these uh, these returns, these, um, it, like it started with Cena before that. It started with uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like it, all of a sudden from, uh, what was it, Money in the Bank? Onward, it's just been this rising action, and it's a and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan.
0: Whereas, like uh, two months ago, we were like, eh, I don't know,
1: it's kind of a yeah. shitty time to and be legit, a wrestling. Fan.
0: No joke, like Money in the Bank is what turned it around for me because I was like, okay, like I'm I was legitimately excited for Edge, and then at that point when we did the podcast, I talked about this potential for Horsemen, and unfortunately, now there's a hole in my plans. But just seeing the gears starting to turn again. As and this is our thing as me and you as these um, bookers for our online wrestling leagues. Like we for told, we, we, bookers, yeah. we talked about how we like told stories that were, were rival to, if not better than WWE's stories mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't be more honest about that. And it's like as a wrestling fan, sometimes you book these things in your head that are picture perfect and they don't come to fruition. And you just gotta let those things go. Just know when you let them go, if they don't happen, like don't be like, oh, this sucks. Just realize they right. did something it, to you. It'll get better, and they did something to you. They got you invested enough to be like, right, "This right. should happen." And that's honestly, I was so grateful today to sit back and think about that. When I, I was I was out on my lunch break and I was sitting down, I was just thinking about all this stuff because I'm, I'm I'm getting geared up for tonight. I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about all this stuff. And this is that was it. Was the four horsemen might not come to fruition because unfortunately with FTR, I believe his Cash uh, Wheeler uh, got like a hook um injury to his arm he's got the staples and he doesn't like he has like no feeling really in his hand so he doesn't know if this is it or not like they just right, right, won the, right. the tag team titles like and he and he doesn't know if, if he's gonna be able to continue and ftr is a big thing in my and my thing with with cody rose they were a big part of my four horsemen speech and now that that might not come to, to fruition i'm sad about that and i'm also sad about what happened to cash wheeler but at the same time like it got my wheels turning for aew because Again, this is the most I've been interested in AEW. Was even before CM Punk talk, like just the hype about CM Punk coming in AEW. But I also looked at AEW and I looked at their existing talent: Adam Page, Cody Rhodes, Brian Pillman Jr., FTR. It would be the perfect four horsemen in my eyes, and with with um, being, you know, as as far as Dusty Rhodes kid and turning on them, I see the perfect potential for Cody Rhodes to be, you know, face horseman and then. You know, against the elite, but the elite go face eventually, and then the Horsemen would go heal, and right, this would right. give Cody the opportunity to turn on the Horsemen because it's all a ruse. It's all a clever well, ruse let, for Omega. Yeah, his whole yeah. Man.
1: let let, uh, let um, Omega and the Bucks be the jerks that they naturally are, <laughs> which they are
0: because they're heels now. Right. They're not faces, but right. but to give them the opportunity to be faces after that, because eventually mm. it's going to happen. They're in the heel point now, having this whole four Horsemen thing that I was talking about. Perfect opportunities, like the perfect opportunity. Had all the cards gone right, right, this is the way to do it. Have them be have them be the faces to counter the heels. Yep. Oh, I was just I have two things
1: to say when you're when when you're finished. Okay. okay,
0: okay. So you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to brush up on the four horsemen thing too much. It's just, it's one of the things that we'll get to it. potentially
1: reference Brian Pillman Jr. in his second
0: promo. He, he, dropped did. he, did. he did, he did, he did, he did, and that's that's where like my, my my eyes lit up and I was like, damn. It. <laughs> like no, no, think they, about- if,
1: it, if punk sees something you know he referenced it said it directly there's something you could do with a with a um a storyline there in the future and then to the chat ha- they hashtag feces i just want to point this out hashtag feces hashtag reese's pieces john cena uh serena selena uh what is it first seed third seed mustard seed pumpkin seed stun seed these nuts
0: <laughs> That's for the chat. I think I think I think these guys are challenging us. So just so you know, that Michael
1: Bluth, our truth, uh, Ron, the truth killings, Paul Pierce is the truth. But the truth of the matter is, LeBron beat him, beat the, that Celtics team to go to the finals. There's my shot to the Boston. Uh, you shouldn't have program. done that because we were on the dude, same page the yeah, whole time. Pull, he, now they're gonna
0: now they're gonna pull the plug. I've not once said <laughs> one thing about the Trailblazers, dude. And I actually complimented you the other day. me too. Behind your back, about Brandon Roy and how invested that you are in the Trailblazers, and when Brandon Roy, before you retired, no. how invested I was in the Trailblazers. No, do, don't get you. me wrong.
1: When the Celtics beat the Lakers in two thousand eight, okay, I'm like, no, that's not two thousand eight. That's two thousand seven.
0: Yeah, the year before, because like yeah, two thousand eight, yeah, two
1: thousand seven. They beat them. No, no, no. It was two thousand eight because then it goes two thousand. Same year as Brandon Roy, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, when Boston beat the Lakers in the finals, I just want to throw this out to them as I take, take a shot over the Boston Celtics. But uh, n- no one hates the Lakers more than I do. So when the Celtics <sighs> beat the Lakers in the finals that year, that was that was poetic. And the other thing is, unless, unless uh, the Lakers get, like, this crazy free throw disparity, like, two years later in that game seven, it, it, the Celtics would be hanging uh, banner number 19. But, like... Because of that, you know, they they, they got to have this. The league itself has to like prop the Lakers up and, and keep, and they have to keep pace with the Celtics. So to me, it's uh, I, I'm like <laughs> secondary Boston Celtics fan. So good, I'm good, good, say. good.
0: Okay, so we're done. One we've had a good seventy-seven. We've had a good chemistry, and 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 this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say that me and Nick. Have seen IDI these last few weeks. We started off with this K storyline. on the champ. But you know what? I am the champ, and he's not gonna get the belt. So we might as well just pass off on, on the world heavyweight title and get some tag team titles up in here because <laughs> let me tell you right oh, now. Yeah,
1: we're we're on the same team for sure.
0: We're like we have been on the same team, and that's could that's be our chemistry. We could
1: be co champions.
0: We could be co champ. We I am the tag team champions. God I damn it. am the tag team
1: Everything comes right, around.
0: Right. No, but we before, got these before, two Speaking schmucks. of coming around,
1: though, speaking of coming around, before we run out of time, hold on, hold on. We, we, we got these two schmucks. WWE return. I know, winning, I don't, I don't.
0: We're going to so. get, get that. But I want to just say for the two guys that are in this chat right now, running their mouths, when you are ready and we are ready, when before we get off on a CM Punk related tangent that takes an hour to talk about because it's that great, when you guys are ready to accept our challenge, how about you come on the wrestling den? How about you come see us? We'll come interview you, and we'll find out what you're capable of. Because you know what we're capable of. But if you're going to come here and run your mouse at our show, all right, there's always two more seats. Welcome to the show. So if you guys oh, want they're this, ready. they're ready.
1: Yeah. I'm them. challenging you
0: guys next week. And if, if you're too scared to show up next week, there's always the next week and the next week after that. We're always, every Thursday at 7 p.m., we're live, baby. So you better bring your A game, and you better show up because – Rick meant to say, every 7-ish o'clock.
1: Every 7-ish o'clock. Thursday, sometimes almost 8
0: p.m. <laughs> yeah, Rod has to be here. That's the right. real truth Rod about to, this killer. I got I to gotta be here <laughs> anyway,
1: right? Um, so, with well, the returns. Back. Coming back. Returns,
0: wait, um, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. I want to finish. I'm not talking. We're moving We're moving back in. So, I'm just – I want to – because, like, we keep jumping around. Because like, that's how exciting this is. So, mm-hmm. to – because I want to talk about Dan Bryant, I think we we – We're going to give enough on Daniel Bryan here with what I have to say in terms of – so I talked about Four Horsemen and how, as a wrestling fan, this is how I saw that breakdown. I'm not going to get more into that. I left it at that. It's not – it probably won't happen this way. It probably won't happen at all, but it got the gears turning. Same thing with CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. Everybody wants to see it because it's been been done. It was done in WWE, but I feel like in AEW, if they do Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, it will be – much more better than it was in WWE because they're not overshadowed by guys like Roman Reigns. They're not overshadowed by guys like CM Punk, like Brock Lesnar, like these guys that Vince is pushing that wants to be his top guys. When they did Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, every time they went out in the WWE, it was a spectacle match. But guess what? It it didn't there's something off about it that you just felt. Like, it's like, right. this is a great the match. Wrong
1: setting. It's the wrong setting. The wrong setting. The, yeah. It, and guess like what better the setting? right match in the wrong place. Right. I know what you're saying. They have to the wrestle the WWE style match. They have to wrestle with Michael Cole on commentary. They have, you know, I see what you're saying. So with Jim Ross
0: on commentary, Shivani on commentary. Can you imagine? This is, this is what a, I'm yeah, so yeah. excited about. So at first I was like, okay, so this is why I was like, oh, CM Punk should be, should be the guy that comes out second. Wrong. Wrong. Think about this. Okay. So we got Punk. We got Punk with his Ring of Honor theme slash WWE theme. We got with cold personality. We got that. Ch-ch. If The only thing that would have been better is if, I, <laughs> do I have your attention now? And then the. And then the. Yeah. That would have been. I'm not going to cut out. I love it. I love that he got the the whole static, everything. I love that he got it all.
1: He got what we wanted. Got the rights to the music. Got everything he wanted. Got
0: everything. And Where, oh, where
1: were his ice cream bars? And then they were there.
0: And then they were there. And they were delivered. Delivered on the promise. So CM Punk, perfect. And I'm glad that he came out and he did it at a time that was more perfect for him. You know what? It's more fitting now because the first one out of Ring of Honor, first she was back in AEW, back in the independent scene. Right. And it, made all, one the, out. it
1: made all those other times that he didn't come back and all those other times that we wished he'd be back, it made it semi-worth it. You know, it made him leaving worth it. It ma- it, it, it. did bring it all back around.
0: Oh, man. He's doing hashtag ice cream, man, dude. This is definitely oh, dude, a challenge. I,
1: I hate the ice cream man. <laughs> Just say it.
0: Yeah, let's get let's go get some ice cream bars after this. But right. but, but but Daniel taco Bryan. Taco. It. I'm gonna stop saying the name Daniel Bryan for now. Well, for now, you know I, I will call. Well, him Dan I, when,
1: well there's going to be more hype to when he's going to show up, and when it, he does show up, we will talk about him in the future. We will. There's a There's a slight chance. Week like we're giving Punk a whole freaking week right now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously. But but Brian Danielson, Daniel O'Brien, I just want to say this. Rick's trying Danilson. to run
1: out the clock so he doesn't have to talk about Brock Lesnar. That's what uh, yeah, is serious, no, seriously, no, seriously, it is because, because, because so SummerSlam is gonna, good. Say, every time you
0: say Daniel O'Brien, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. I'm, I'm literally telling you right now, Brock Lesnar. The, w- the WWE thing Rock right is, is we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap that up real quick with WWE because I really don't care about WWE. I'm glad that this was focused on on the stuff that really matters. This is this is the stuff that got me back into wrestling as of 2021. Officially, we, giving, we gave Brock props as
1: being like the only legitimate thing in wrestling, and then punk comes around and we're just like Brock, who
0: <laughs> like <laughs> that Brock, dude. <laughs> but but we'll get to Brock party in just a second But but, but Dan O'Brien, Brian Danielson, is he all it? So there's still speculation there. Just like is Adam Cole, is he's still all in. So the aftermath of SummerSlam and the aftermath of TakeOver, people are speculating that after what happened with Adam Cole, there's a good chance that he's done. That the dude he with Kyle O'Reilly, the way that that match went out, he's done. And you know what? And My speculations were that he would be all in. I talked about it with the Four Horsemen, how he would be the elite. We'll get to Adam Cole eventually. I think that's something that we should definitely save for a later date, just like Brian Danielson. But Brian Danielson coming out second. I think this Brock is. Th- they they showed uh, actually back to Ring of Honor with Brian Danielson and, Brock and Punk. Punk showed uh, a picture on his Instagram of him shaking, like the handshake. And then fans saw it, like grabbed the original photo and showed it where it's Brian Danielson shaking Sam Punk's Brock hand. Can we stop talking about goddamn Brock Lesnar for a minute, oh, dude? I am swear tired.
1: To oh, minus 10 points. <laughs>
0: That's did a cheap you, shot. That you, no, wait, sorry, this, sorry. the did ref you, is distracted. The ref is distracted. I'm gonna get my personal ref back here because this is this is this is BS, dude. This is BS. You, you are you're goading me. Did you, you're Bro- Rick, did you know that Brock Lesnar returned at the end of Summerslam? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about Summerslam. I don't care about Pat McAfee. I don't care about Takeover. It all sucked. It all sucked. There's one good thing out of it that actually no, happened. No, just
1: because it wasn't as good as as, a, as just because the Stop. grass was greener. Stop. Just because the grass Stop. was greener. No. Just because the grass is greener on the other side doesn't mean that SummerSlam sucked. Doesn't mean that Takeover sucked. Oh, yeah. like we're gonna next week. We're gonna talk it about. Does mean see, that it does if mean if these two that Pat cowards McAfee don't sucks. show up for this interview next week. It does mean week.
0: that Pat McAfee sucks, though. I will give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Brian Dielson coming out second you if he is all in. have Brian Diersten McAfee. I said, Pat, juggle my
1: sacafy. For those of us who didn't hear that, if
0: That's
1: Brian swear- Danielson is all
0: in, swear jars is coming, dude. I feel like I'm I'm to, we're gonna talk about Brian Danielson. I sure. want it, but I want to talk about it now. I want to talk about it now. I want to talk <laughs> but, about I, it now I, I want because it, I've been talking about it, 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 it. now.
1: Yeah. I want it. I, I want it. The so like, one
0: thing <laughs> with you that I have the most trouble with is that mean you. Or this is the most fun to me because it's the most aggravating thing, but at the same time, it's so great because it's just. We, we get to all these topics, and it's just like you beat me to these punchlines the next week when I'm just like, I had that thought in my head last week, but Nick shut me up about AEW. When well, I, to sure. whole, I want to talk well, about a whole – I want to talk about
1: – If I share it, you're sharing it. We're sharing it.
0: The I wrestling agree. I agree. Every I,
1: Thursday at 7-ish 7 p.m. On 7-ish. Sports Unfolded at the Wrestling Den TM on Facebook or whatever the heck it is. Just no, tell them, Twitter. Rick. Let them know where they can find us. Next week to talk about Brock Lesnar and Brian Danielson,
0: and and other things such as such as such as that the Brood entrance, know. Becky Lynch returns. Oh,
1: and uh, what will what will Bray Wyatt do? That's our preview for next okay, week. He, okay, people are, Fine. are theorizing he Fine. might go to Impact. He may, You saw the BW on CM Punk shoes. Is he going to AEW? Is he going to Impact? Is is Adam Cole gonna go to AEW? Is Adam Page ever gonna start the four horsemen? Is Brian Danielson ever gonna show up? Brock Lesnar, is he ever gonna shave that stupid ponytail?
0: Hey, he he's just the evolution of what Dan, Dan Universe was black. Find black out, tank out. here
1: next week on the Wrestling Den. Where can they find us, Rick?
0: At the Wrestling Den TM on Twitter and at Wrestling Den on Facebook. You can follow – by the way, our sisters are going to be live tomorrow on Friday at our 6 p.m. Our personal
1: sisters are going to be live. Our,
0: our personal sisters, Sports Unfolded, <laughs> are going to be live tomorrow. So make sure you catch them because that's the only time you're going to catch them. Otherwise, you'd be lucky if you catch them next week at 7 Your p.m.-ish. Daddy's. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy's sisters maybe. My aunties. Yeah, you, right, can, right. you can catch our sisters oh, tomorrow.
1: Oh, he's, he's bombing us. Speaking of
0: one of them. Right? Look at that. Oh, he's
1: got That's the NWO, cool. the black and white. <laughs> like, Hogan, he's coming to squash the talent of the new day. It's, he, it's either he meant it to be black and white or he's just in low light. I can't decide if it's Bush League or if it's genius. He's that evil, man. <laughs> Let him be. That's how <laughs> he does it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, so, they, so you guys, coming you on guys the aren't scared after all, huh? We're never scared. Never scared. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you no, guys wearing is, the gray no, shirts and is, why are me and him wearing the green this shirts? Is, this, is, this is kind of stuff. Green. What are you talking Hold about, bro? That's what I'm saying. Me and you, so I'm pointing that. down to you. Look uh, at hey, that. Hey, me uh, and you are matching. Uh, and you, the, and <laughs> mad. Dude, there's, there's a swerve going on here. Uh-oh. I don't Uh-oh. know to do.
1: Rick, this is the equivalent of them coming out and standing on the ramp, though. This ain't the, them getting in the ring. Yeah, yeah. This is them pointing at
0: the ring at the WrestleMania sign. Pointing
1: at the WrestleMania sign. Oh, man.
0: Savage sees a bunch of cowards coming on my show. We're trying to wrap it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Nikolai Jurkoff. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, the Pull power. The Am I next? The power. Am
1: I next? Am I the next? power. So thank you for joining Sports Unfolded.
0: <laughs> and we win again. We will always be number one. The, the power, dude. The power the name, dude. <laughs> for tonight, you will be number We're one. We're the mega powers, Mega <laughs> powers. Mega powers. yield. Yeah. Oh my oh god, man, that's that's fantastic, dude! We did the right hands though. We did the right hands for the shake. We I can't get it. the point down, but we did the shake in one shot. The mega powers are meant to be yeah. here. This I is gonna right one of the most there. entertaining great episodes. Right? One of the most entertaining episodes of, of all time, dude. You guys did a great time. We appreciate you guys doing, Thank you doing so the much. Yeah, we, 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 We're going to be number one next week. You might do it this week. But guess what? Your new tag team champions are coming, baby. With the number two show, eventually we will be the number one show. And that's sports unfolded.
1: <laughs>
0: See you next week. Go watch our sisters or our daddies tomorrow at 6 p.m. We'll catch you next week at 7, 7 p.m.-ish.